you join me at a tremendously exciting moment. It's into your head, number 594 for Friday. We've a lot to get on with today. Items that need to be attended to. Issues that need to be addressed. Topics. Oh, topics. We've got lots and lots of topics, etc. Uh, topics such as, for example, uh, let's see, what will we talk about today? I'm having a lot of trouble getting started today. This is about my eighth attempt. Uh, it's gone nowhere. I tried a two cats walk into a bar story. I, t- I tried a monkey nut story. I even tried a haberdasheries. That's what they called them. They called them big steaming paws of haberdasheries. I uh, went nowhere. I haven't got going yet. Uh, I don't know what's wrong with me. Maybe I haven't had enough coffee, although I think I have. I like to think I have had enough coffee. Uh, because uh, if I don't, then that means I'm going to just have to fill up my torso. I'm going to have to hollow up my t- out my torso and just fill her up to the neck with coffee uh, to get enough in. Uh, as a child, I used to think that was how the stomach worked. I thought your torso was hollow. And when you ate, it filled up slowly with potatoes and cornflakes until it was full. And then every now and then you emptied it. Uh, and how did you think? <laughs> Uh, you see, we're going, going nowhere today. Going nowhere fast. Uh, if we can slow it down a bit so that we go nowhere over the course of about 28 and a half more minutes, then we'll have a show. So let's try that. Let's try to go nowhere at a mo- moderated speed. Uh, let's do that. We'll see, we'll see how it goes. Uh, anyway, hello and welcome to the show. Cats walk into a haberdashery. Uh, one of the cats straight away goes straight up to the counter, which isn't difficult because it's a small local haberdashery and the counter is pretty much jammed up against the front door, uh, just to the left of it. You can't really, there isn't really anywhere else to go. Uh, it's just basically a counter in front of a door. Uh, so the other cat uh, tries to uh, tries to wait by the door. It's pretty much the same space that occupies the front of the counter so effectively they're both going up to the counter now uh, either wishingly or unwittingly doesn't make any difference you can't design your world around your uh, intentions unfortunately for all of us uh, so both of the cats stand at the counter and the one in behind the counter says ah hello how may I help you and the cat replies you can't help me I'm just waiting here at the door but this fella here uh, I think he wants to do some business with you. I'll let him speak for himself. And the other cat says, ah, hello. Uh, do you sell haberdashers? And the woman says, is this some sort of a joke? And the cat says, no, no, we're just trying to get going on the podcast. Uh, with the two cats walk into a bar story and haberdasheries were in their minds for some reason. So we thought we'd walk into a haberdashery uh, which we created in our minds here. Uh, so effectively, we we're, we're your boss, we own this shop, we created it in our minds. You're nothing but a figment.
figment of our imagination, you bitch. And the woman says, Oh, that's interesting. I was feeling a bit odd all morning and ever since I was born. So I suppose it makes sense that I don't exist and that I'm a figment of your imagination. Uh, But surely if that was the case, I'd be more cat-like. And the cat says, No, no, Uh, cats think about other things other than cats, you know. Uh, We're not like humans where we just think about ourselves. No, no, we're capable of... uh, We're capable of more open thought than that, you bitch. And the woman says, it's really necessary to keep calling me a bitch. And uh, the cat says, no, uh, things don't have to be necessary in order for them to do, for you to do things, you know. Uh, you don't. It's not necessary for you to drink that tea, for example. But you're, uh, I can see you've been drinking it anyway. Uh, you bitch. And the woman says, oh, uh, well, I suppose anything I say now here is just me being a puppet of your imagination. Uh, so uh, I'll just keep my, my bitchy trap shut. And the cat says, uh, there's a good haberdashery, uh, not known her. Uh, you keep your trap shut until I tell you to open it. And then you'll do as I say. And then we'll, uh, anyway, uh, haberdashery, do you sell haberdashery? And the woman says nothing. And the cat says, you can speak now. In fact, uh, you are speaking. And the woman immediately starts speaking. She says, "Uh, I am am a part of your brain. I don't speak independently. Uh, These thoughts are coming out of your head. And you're wasting uh, kinetic energy by making my mouth move to say these thoughts. When you could just say them to yourself in in your brain. In fact, right now you're wasting lots of kinetic energy and the cat says what would you know Uh, you're a fictional haberdashery uh, created in the mind of a fictional cat and you're talking about kinetic energy like it's something you know did you even study physics in school and the woman says "Uh, of course not I never went to school or did I Uh, that's for you to decide Uh, it's all up to you now Uh, you're the god of this haberdashery universe Uh, that's quite a responsibility uh, for a young cat like you and the cat says I'm well aware of that uh, those are thoughts that came straight out of my head uh, you be a bitch and the woman says yeah well you're a cunt and the, the cat says uh, wait a minute uh, wait a, hold on there a minute uh, figment of my imagination did you just call me a cunt and the woman says, uh, yes, I can, uh, but you can change that. You can change the past if the past is just a figment of your imagination. Uh, so if you prefer, I didn't say cunt. And he says, oh, that's better. Thank you very much. Uh, and then the cats leave. They leave the shop and the shop disappears, uh, disappears into the ether, uh, into the ether like a, uh, like a, uh, like a, I don't know, uh, like that. Ah, like that scene in 2001, The Space Odyssey, when the fella uh, goes out the trapdoor and floats off into space, never to be seen again, and probably to die. Uh, the haberdashery uh, shop dies. Uh, the people in it never existed, nor did the shop itself. Although maybe the shop did. Maybe the shop is a set that the cats use uh, to put their uh, stories into. So maybe they created the characters in their minds, but they have re- sets like a theater company uh, which seems rather extravagant uh, although when you think about it 
Uh, cat's brain is a lot smaller than a human brain. There might be less space in there, so they have to put all their capacity into the characters. Uh, any stuff like uh, shop counters and things, they can just use real-world sets for that, uh, like you would in a like you would in a soap opera. Uh, anyway, the cats go out of the shop, out into the fake street, and they go straight into another door of a bar, forgetting that it's not a real bar. It's just a wall that's being painted with a door on it. It's just a fake frontage. Uh, so they go through the door and straight into a brick wall. And that's the end of that. They both die. Uh, whether they die in their minds or in the real world, that remains to be seen. Because they're not there to finish the story and fill in the details. So we'll never know. Into your head. Monkey nuts, that's what they call them. They call them big steaming piles of monkey nuts. A big shit-eating, uh, oh, Cadillac-churning cat-mounting uh, piles of uh, big steaming monkey nuts. Uh, roast monkey nuts, I suppose. Uh, although... Uh, when stuff is roasted, that smoke that comes off it, not steam. It's a hell of a world of difference between smoke and steam, I can tell you. Uh, you'll know if you ever try to smoke a steam cigarette. Just go, just goes, goes damp in your hand like a damp squid. Uh, you might as well smoke a squid, a damp squid, if you're going to do that. At least with a damp squid, you can, uh, you can presumably dry it out. You bring it to, uh, you bring it to one of them taxidermists and you say, will you dry out this? squid please I want to smoke it just for the sake of uh, it's one of the things on my bucket list uh, before I die according to my bucket list uh, I want to smoke 8,000 tobacco filled squids uh, which will probably lead to my death eventually ironically uh, so I suppose that's a good uh, if you're going to put stuff on a bucket list you might as well put stuff that's going to uh, cumulatively lead to your death uh, but you have to make sure that uh, none of the stuff completely kills you uh, until you've completed everything on the list so I suppose you could probably have stuff like uh, walking halfway in front of a bus and getting your legs chopped off, put that as a, towards the end of the list and then uh, your last item on the list can have be having your head uh, bitten off by a giant cheetah and then you'll have uh, fulfilled your bucket list just in time to die of having your head bitten off by a giant cheetah uh, of course what would be the, what would be the point of that? What purpose does this serve? Uh, your frigging bucket lists. I'll make a bucket list for you now. Here's a bucket list. Bucket number one. Bucket number two. Uh, toilet pedal bin. Bucket number four. Uh, oh, what else? Uh, bucket number five. Uh, bucket number six. Uh, unnamed bucket. Uh, bucket number seven, which should be called bucket number eight, but somebody made a hames of the numbering system. Uh, do you really need numbers on buckets? There's probably some situations when you do, but in your bog standard uh, domestic setting, you wouldn't need numbered buckets. In fact, you probably wouldn't have that many buckets at all. Uh, how many buckets do you need in a standard domestic uh, residential home? Uh, what for, say, for example, 2.2 uh, children and two adults and a cat and a dog? How many buckets would you need there? Uh, I'd say one for the cleaning, uh, maybe one for the gardening. 
uh, maybe a couple of uh, waste paper baskets if you want to count them as buckets I suppose I wouldn't count a waste paper basket as a bucket but I'd count a non-basket style open plastic bin in the bathroom as a bucket uh, but to what end where, would, where does that get you what have you achieved when you've gone round and uh, oh you go round and label things buckets people are obsessed with labelling they say what's that is that a bucket or is it a waste paper basket does it really matter what difference does it make to your life when you fucking label that thing a bucket or you label it a ah do you have this in the EU now they'll say you can't call that thing chocolate unless it's 43.5% or more cocoa uh, if it's not you have to call it oh you have to call it shite and you're not allowed to uh, market it as chocolate they have all sorts of rules like these now they say if you inject the AIDS virus into your poultry uh, you're not allowed to market it as poultry you have to market it as the AIDS virus and then of course that's probably the are you allowed to sell viruses I don't know if you went on eBay today and you put up an ad saying I want to sell this virus to the highest bidder let's start the bidding now please uh, I'll send it by regular airmail to you if you win uh, that would be taken down straight away at least I think it would you're not allowed to sell body parts and blood and stuff I assume you're not allowed to sell viruses on eBay not that I've ever tried ever no, tried uh, if you don't mind I'm going to interrupt myself there feed myself out because uh, the rest of that segment goes in the direction in which uh, I don't want you to hear me going uh, so we'll fade that out have a bit of quality control uh, a bit of ah, a bit of something or other uh, anyway where we? what will we do well, we have an advertisement we will uh, into your head.com slash offers if you go there uh, every time you want to shop on Amazon go there and click through my Amazon link and then go ahead and buy wherever you were going to buy on Amazon and I get a ah, I get a commission doesn't cost you anything uh, there's also some other special offers and links and things there into your head.com slash offers absolutely fucking fantastic on with the show you have requests questions ringworm comments suggestions clarifications contact Neil at studio at into your head.com that's studio at intoyourhead.com. Now, uh, I know what you're thinking there. Uh, you're thinking, oh, Christ, what's he do? What's he going to do now? Uh, what's he going to do? What's he going to do? What's he going, what's he going to do? What you going to do when they come for you? Bad boys, bad boys. What you going to do? What you going to do when they come for you? Bad boys, bad boys. Ah, that's the team tune from the classic uh, docudrama series Cops uh, from you, United States Television. It used to be on in the 90s all the time. Uh, it's basically a thing following cops around. They say, we're going to follow the cops around today. Uh, we're going to put her camera in the cop car and we're going to watch them arresting people they'll go up to people and say hello you're under arrest 
arrest and the people will say oh uh, did I do something wrong and the cop said well yes you did do something wrong you got yourself into a situation whereby you're being arrested so I would think it's obvious rather obvious that you've done something wrong you're not supposed to strive to be arrested in this world you know you should have other objectives in your life uh, ask Mother Teresa for example she's still alive because this is in the 90s that we're doing this uh, if you go up to Mother Teresa and you say what are your 10 things that you try to achieve every day I'll tell you one of the things that won't be on that list is getting arrested you can be damn sure the hell is Christ so what does that tell you uh, unless of course you fundamentally object to Mother Teresa's principles which some people do there are people who hate Mother Teresa with a vengeance and those people are usually the sort of people I end up arresting uh, not because it's uh, illegal to hate Mother Teresa, it's not. Uh, it's just, uh, it turns out that those are the same types of people who end up committing crimes uh, or being in situations where I need to arrest them on suspicion of uh, committing a crime. Uh, so let that be a lesson to you, young man. That's what the couple say. Of course, he's just showing off with the cameras. He doesn't usually bring up the Mother Teresa thing at all. Uh, there's more to you can't base your whole life around Mother Teresa you know uh, she certainly didn't uh, she that's the whole point she spent her life thinking about other people not herself so if you're going to uh, try and strive to think about Mother Teresa all the time uh, you're not living by her uh, principles at all uh, no no not at all uh, there's no point following in someone's footsteps if you're not going to put on their shoes you know that's what they say uh, unless of course your feet are bigger than they and they're just the right size that your feet will fit exactly into their shoe prints uh, as a result. Then Mother Teresa wears shoes, I don't know. Uh, they say she had one item of clothing. I don't know if she wore... Well, we check this up now. Mother Teresa. Did Mother Teresa wear shoes? Uh, hold on. Did Mother Teresa wear shoes? Question mark. Search. Uh, connecting. Uh, Live every uh, something something. When the shipments came in, Mother Teresa would sort through all the shoes. She would look for the worst for wear pair, and then she would dot dot dot. I'm probably supposed to click through to this page. I'm not going to bother. Uh, I'd rather just read the next one. Wearing Mother Teresa's shoes. Does this diminish the awe you feel at Mother Teresa's sacrifice? Before dot dot dot. I like wearing these shoes, but on many occasions I do not. I don't dot dot dot. Then the next one. Did Mother Teresa ever wear $600 shoes serving the poor? Question mark. Warning. The contents of this post actual quote contain actual quotes from the Bible. Uh, no, I don't think we'll follow any of these links. Uh, suffice to say, uh, there's a lot of controversy over Mother Teresa's uh, apparent food. Uh, shoe policy either that or people are using it to cash in and get links to their shoe sites i don't know I'm not going to look into this any further this isn't this wasn't intended to be an investigative documentary about 
uh, about Mother Teresa's uh, shoe wear policy. Oh no, this was, I can't remember what this was going to be. I think I was talking about the 1990s TV show Cops. Uh, what was I saying? How did I get onto that? I don't know. Uh, Cops something. Uh, I'd have to go back and listen to be perfectly honest. I've lost the run of myself as usual. Uh, that's, I, believe, I believe that's why you listen. If you don't mind me saying so. You don't listen for structure here. Uh, if you do, you come to the wrong fucking place. Hello, this is J. Edgar Casey. Whenever I am listening to fine podcasts, I tune into the Into Your Head program because it's, it, it's very clean. Now, uh... I know what you're thinking there. Uh, you're continuing on your thought from uh, to what I was referring to at the beginning of the last segment because I've just gone back and listened to it. And it turns out I started the previous segment by saying, uh, now uh, I know what you're thinking there. You're thinking, what's he going to do next? And then I got on to bad boys, bad boys. What you going to do? What you going to do when they come for you? Uh, which turned out to be the team tune from cops uh then we go on to mother teresa so i've i've tracked my thoughts back now uh my thoughts ironically started with you thinking i know what you're thinking there uh well it turns out he had no fucking clue what i was thinking did you no no he had no idea uh you didn't uh go go and check what you wrote down i presume you wrote it down as a professional psychic you wrote down what your what your thoughts were and can tell you if there's anything there in there about cops and Mother Teresa, uh, I'll eat my hat. That's what I'll do. I don't have a hat, uh, although I employed a couple of days ago that I had some baseball caps which I wore out in the rain. Uh, but no, I still have them, but they're hidden away somewhere. I can't be arsed getting them out. I've been doing without them lately. I know exactly where they are, though, now that I think about it. They're in the fucking wardrobe, uh, in behind loads of cat crap. Uh, so I might dig them out today. Uh, but that's hard be relevant uh, unless that's what you were thinking as well maybe it is i don't know uh, how am i supposed to know what you're thinking uh, i don't know uh, unless you're uh, yuri geller and you're bending spoons in my head uh, in which case uh books uh, does yuri geller do that anymore does he bend spoons in people's heads probably does he could was on the television and he says hello uh, if anyone out there has any spoons I'm going to destroy them because uh, I've got it in for anyone who's got cutlery I don't like cutlery especially uh, blunt round cutlery that's designed for ladling uh, liquids into your mouth or stirring liquids I've, uh, I've got it in for them and I'm going to destroy all spoons I'm going to be the anti-spoon the one man anti-spoon brigade of the entertainment industry and people are going to pay to come and see me doing it he'll say oh I hear he's been bending spoons again fair play to him I don't like spoons I have all my, I get all my coffee from uh, convenience stores and I get a wooden stirring stick instead not a spoon uh, personally I much prefer spoons uh, put a, uh, try putting the wooden stirring stick in your mouth and uh, oh the thought of it makes me shiver the thought of having wood scraping against my teeth uh, no no don't like that at all much prefer a spoon you can lick the spoon and then butter back in your coffee and stir a bit more i have a spoon here look 
right, so I've got this spoon here, it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, did you know that because of conviction, uh, if you've got coffee that you made a while ago and you stir it around like this, that'll warm it back up a bit, uh, in my uh, scientific opinion anyway. Uh, that's all that matters in this way, where opinions count more than actual science, you know. Uh, that's a conviction I've held for a long time since back when I was a child. Back when I was a child, I used to go up to people in the street and say, Hello, uh, where do you stand on science? And they'd say, I don't know. I'm not sure I believe in it. And I'd say, uh, why not? Why don't you believe in it? You've been told it ex exists. You've been told by uh, confident, uh, com competent scientists who've been to university that there is such a thing as science. And therefore, you, uh, who are you to argue with them? You should just believe. Uh, believe in science. And they'd say, wait a minute, you're a child. What the fuck are you doing here? And I'd say, uh, no, I'm not. You're a figment of my uh, of my adult imagination. I'd hardly do this sort of thing as a real child. Uh, no, no. It takes an adult imagination to come up with a, a child to do something like this. Uh, so, I uh, got you out again. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to go in, duck into this haberdashery here and appear in a two cats walk into a bar story that, quite frankly, isn't going very well. Or uh, wasn't, anyway. Last time I checked in about... Uh, oh, about... In the first few minutes of today's show, as it happens. Uh, now, if you'll excuse me, I'll be off. Anyway, uh, two cats continue to be in a haberdashery uh, in an alternative branching out of the earlier story. They didn't, they didn't leave the haberdashery and go out to that uh, street and come across the fake bar frontage. No, no, they stay in the haberdashery. And uh, a six-year-old child comes in and says, Ah, hello, I'm a fictional six a year old child uh, don't panic it's okay for me to be out on my own because I don't exist I'm a figment of a 36 year old podcaster's imagination uh, as it happens he's 36 right now this isn't set 30 years in his past he's 36 now and I'm a figment of his imagination and I'm here to uh, interrupt this story uh, just like to point out to anyone who's listening to the early part of today's show that it gets better later Whoa, we go on to talk about Mother Teresa and cops and then we do a thing where uh, oh I go back to my six year old fictional self and interrupt the haberdashery story from earlier so no I just like everyone who's listening to this cat haberdashery story earlier in the show to know that it gets better later so stay with it uh, anyway carry on and then the six year old child walks out uh, never to be seen again until later on in the show uh, which will be now uh, right now, this minute. Ah, uh, that's great. That's that sorted out. Where are we? 25 minutes. That's absolutely fucking fantastic. How Let's to play the banjo part two by me. Welcome to the long-awaited second part of my course in how to enjoy one of the most rewarding hobbies known to humankind, playing the banjo. Now that you've learned the basics and are becoming comfortable with your banjo, it's time to get more adventurous. I suggest you start by signing up for some bungee jumps or going on a blind date, but you could also become a little more adventurous with the banjo itself. Before you do that though, you'll need to become a little more familiar with the history of this wonderful instrument. In the early 1800s, the peer pressure that has always been associated with banjos started 
started to get out of hand. Every child in the country felt an uncontrollable urge to get his or her hands on one, and as a result, the banjo factories worked flat out, out 24 hours a day, including leap years, to meet the demand. Banjo makers were in great demand and started to insist on the exorbitant wages for their much sought after services. Something had to give. Then the manufacturers became clever. Instead of making banjos in the traditional way, they bought thousands and thousands of unused ukuleles and simply converted them. The expertise of the banjo makers was no longer needed and they ended up on the scrap heap. <coughs> Ukulele makers, on the other hand, had it made. Everybody suddenly wanted ukulele makers. But to cut a long story short, it all ended in tears when the kids suddenly decided they wanted Shrek toys instead. I hope I'm not giving anything away for those of you who haven't seen it yet, but the storyline of Shrek contains very few, if any, complimentary references to banjos. Ah, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Possibly because the film company is in cahoots with the anti-banjo movement. See how to play the banjo part one above which i believe i read on a recent podcast i'm not sure anyway now that they've learned how to play the banjo it's time to learn some advanced moves as always hold your banjo between your legs at an angle of 45 degrees to your right leg remember to check that there's nobody standing behind you you don't want a nasty lawsuit just when you're getting the hang of your new pastime do you of course you don't now holding the top of the banjo's neck with your right hand in a Vulcan death grip and your left hand a couple of inches below, swing it right back and up into the air, enjoying the satisfying swoosh sound that it makes. Then off you go. You might even get a hole in one and that's perfectly fine. There's supposed to be a hole in the centre of the banjo just under the strings. It's something to do with sound or resonance or something. Anyway, well done. You're the next George Fordby. Uh, That's the end of that. That's a written thing I wrote some uh, many years ago frankly I'm not sure it translates well into audio uh, but there's no really translation involved I suppose I could adopt it or something uh, I could uh, rewrite it for the audio world uh, which would seem a bit silly, hypocritical if you don't mind me saying so you don't rewrite stuff for the audio world you re- re-record it which I believe I just did I suppose I should have adopted it in some way but frankly that seems like an awful lot of work uh, for one thing I need to piss for another thing I need to go down and watch some television uh, for another thing uh, for another thing it's almost the end of the show the end of the show as we know it uh, the end of the show as we know it it's the end of the show as we know it it's the end of the show as we know it and I feel fine I feel Feel fine. Oh. Anyway, good morning. Sit, Laurie. Sit. Good cat.